Thank you for listening to our podcast. Sit down and let's talk for a moment. How many people do we meet in the course of a day? There is a man standing next to us in the line at a coffee shop or a woman coming out of the store while we are going in. Our eyes meet for a moment. Maybe we offer a disarming smile, but never speak, never connect, and we never meet again. They have not changed our life, nor have we changed theirs. There may be reasons that we do not speak to each other. Maybe there is something awkward about the situation, or it just did not seem to be the right moment for a conversation. There is a story of just such an awkward moment. There is every reason that this encounter should be played out like the ones we were just describing, but it didn't. Something happened. Mark Twain once said, The two most important moments of your life is the day you were born and the day you find out why. Here is the story of someone that found out the answer to why. She was not welcome, even in her own village. She was forced to live on the outskirts of polite and proper society. The other women in the village did not trust her, would not talk to her, did not want to be associated with her, and she knew why. She was cut off from many of the activities of daily life that the women in the village shared, or at least did as a group. One of those activities was going every day to the well outside of town to draw water. Most of the women went in the morning before the day got hot, and they went as a group for mutual protection and aid. She had to go later, during the hottest part of the day, when she thought no one else would be there, and she had to go alone. That day she carried her water pot to the well, but saw someone was there after all. A man was resting there, clearly someone traveling through the area. But this was not a good thing. She could tell that the man resting beside the well was from a group that hated her clan, hated them so much that they often thought of them as mongrel dogs, hated them so much that their clan name was used as an insult, but the need to draw water forced her hand. As she pulled the water pot up, trying to hurry away before something unpleasant was said, the man spoke. But instead of an insult, he made a very unusual request. Drink? She had expected to be mocked, insulted, or maybe just simply ignored. But instead, the man had made a simple, polite, and reasonable request. He asked for a sip of cool well water from her water pot her water pot. The request was so unexpected and out of character from what she had anticipated, it was her that responded with harsh words. It would seem that she wanted to rub his nose in the fact that he had to ask her for help. How could you ask me, me, for a favor? You are a Jew and I am a woman of Samaria. His response made the conversation take an even more bizarre turn. The man said, if you knew me and who I am, you could ask me for better water than this. I could give you life-giving water. She must have reassessed the situation at that moment. Was the man delusional? She said, how can you give me water? You don't have a container or a way to pull it up out of the well. Do you think you're greater than Jacob, our ancestor that dug this well? The man responded, This water only satisfies your thirst for a little while. The water I can give you 
will satisfy and sustain you forever. It is hard to tell if she responds with sarcasm or with anticipation when she says, Please give me this water so I don't have to walk all this way to the well. But there was a price for the living water. The man says, Go get your husband. In that moment, she is exposed. She is confronted with her past and present. This was why she was not with the rest of the women from the village in the morning to draw water. She says, I have no husband. The stranger said, That is a good way to say that. You have had five husbands, and the man you have now is not yours. You spoke the truth. Feeling very vulnerable and wanting to change the subject, she asked a question. I can tell you are a prophet. My clan has been worshiping in this mountain, but your people say we should be worshiping in Jerusalem. The stranger said, For today, my people are right. But a new day is dawning when true worship and worshipers will not be centered on one mountain or another, but will worship at the place of spirit and truth. God is looking for just such people that can worship him in spirit and truth. She responded, We all know the promised one and the one selected by God is coming and will tell us all that we need to know. The dusty traveler said, That one you're looking for? That is me. The woman left her water pot and ran back to the men of the village. Come and meet a man that told me all about my life and what I have done. Could this be God's promised one? This is a paraphrase of a story found in John's account of the life of Jesus. Jacob's well was about 2,000 years old when Jesus stopped that day to rest. It still exists today and visitors can draw water from it. This story is much like the well itself, old, but still alive with truth and meaning. Everything about the story is true. The road, the mountain, the city, the cultural and political issues, all of it has the stamp of being authentic. So, with this story, we can answer a very basic question. What would it be like to meet the real Jesus? But within that basic question are many other questions and many very important answers. Let's start with something simple. We could ask, what did Jesus look like? At first, the only thing she could see was a dusty, tired traveler from a hostile culture. Thousands of paintings and sculptures have been made depicting Jesus in one way or another. The truth is we have no idea if he was short or tall or any other of his physical qualities including if he had long hair. But the long hair thing is important because it shows how much misinformation is out there. She was a victim of that as well, seeing only someone that would be unkind to her. But as she listened to what he had to say, she was able to see past all of that. I propose that we, like her, set all of the art, philosophies, and propaganda aside. Step into this woman's sandals and meet Jesus for ourselves. One of the things about this encounter is that Jesus spoke to her with respect, both as a woman and as a member of another ethnicity. Many would tell you that Jesus and the Bible disrespect women, but there is no disrespect or harshness here. Some would claim that God favors one race over another, but that is more misinformation. As the followers of Jesus spread throughout the world, 
Part of the message they shared was that God seeks all who would come to him. Any race, man or woman, rich or poor, all are precious to God. Jesus spoke of spiritual things. One of the things Jesus says to the Roman governor named Pilate was, My kingdom is not of this world. Jesus was not on earth to change politics, but to change hearts. The conversation with the woman at the well was not about politics or social problems, but about her relationship with God. He was not talking about social revolution, but about a life-giving hope, a spiritual revolution. Jesus spoke to her about her life. We talked last podcast about David and his personal failures. David was guilty of betrayal and murder, but sought the forgiveness and mercy of God. We talked about David's statement in Psalm 139 that God knew who he was, knew his failures and fears. A thousand years after David wrote that song, Jesus shows this woman the same thing, that God knew her and knew her failures. The woman at the well had lived a scandalous life, but Jesus offers her hope. Another element we mentioned last time was the element of truth. Jesus tells her that true worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The message of the psalm and of Jesus here is the same. If we are going to deal with God, we must be truthful, open, and honest about our life. But while we are fascinated to meet Jesus, we also need to meet this woman. She shows many qualities we should admire. One of those is curiosity. The man she met did not fit her expectation, and she wanted to know why. We can never change if we never seek a new and better understanding of the God of heaven. In a spiritual sense, this means seeking the best information available. We have talked before about the uniqueness of the Bible and how it has stood the test of time. We must ask spiritual questions, but go to the most reliable source for the answers. In the book of Acts, Paul traveled to a city in northern Greece called Berea and told them about Jesus. The people of Berea are described there as noble-minded because they investigated what Paul was telling them to see if it was the truth. Asking questions, seeking reliable and accurate information is a noble thing. How else can we learn? Another element to admire is that the woman at the well did not run away. Jesus told her if she wanted the living water to go get her husband. This must have made her very uncomfortable, as this was the shame in her life. At that moment, she had to make a choice. She could walk away or lie and be done with this crazy man, or she could tell the truth. She told Jesus the truth and learned an even greater truth, that the one talking to her was the promised one of God. She went to the village and reported to the people there that the man had told her all that she had done and offered this as evidence that this might be the promised one of God. Another trait is that she was willing to share what she had learned so that others could see for themselves. Another trait is that she was willing to share what she had learned so that others could see for themselves. In the very beginning of John's account of the life of Jesus, he tells 
of an encounter Jesus had with a man named Philip. Philip then went and found another person named Nathanael. Philip told him that he had met the one promised of God, the same idea that the woman had. But Nathanael was skeptical because of where Jesus was from. The town of Nazareth did not have the best reputation. Philip did not argue with Nathanael, but simply said, Come and see. When Nathanael met Jesus and talked with him, he was convinced himself and declared Jesus both the Son of God and the King of Israel. If he had not been at least willing to go see for himself, he would have missed meeting and following Jesus. If the woman at the well had given in to her distrust or her shame, she would have missed talking to Jesus. What of our encounter with Jesus? Are we willing to sit beside that well and meet Jesus for ourselves? If we are, we must discard our preconceived ideas about Jesus, not just his appearance, but our misunderstanding of who he is, what he teaches, what he did, and what it all means. Jesus offers us something of great value, and it begins with speaking the truth. To meet Jesus is to stand in the spotlight of truth, his and ours. Jesus told her that God is looking for those kinds of people, people willing to come to him in spirit and in truth. That well still holds water. The truth revealed and the promise Jesus made to this woman still holds its power too. Come and sit, rest from your weary journey, and drink of the living water offered by Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want additional information, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on our website at truthseekers.org. That's truthseekers.org.